Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen and amen and amen. Good afternoon. Isn't there so much joy to be in the presence of God? Come on, are we excited that we are in the presence of God? Are we excited that God has graced us with his presence? It is an honor to be in the presence of God. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Oh, I needed this. <sighs> Amen. All right, let's get ourselves together. All right, good afternoon. Oh, Lord, this is my time. Are you sure? Check it again. All right, good afternoon. I've seen the tiny time is scary. All right, let's go into this. Um, my name is Lalade, and this is the Gap Church, where we're filling the gap. Thank you. True freedom, and uh, you are in our 11.30 service, so thank you so much for all those who are here. And those who are here for 9.30, we also love them. We love both of you equally. Amen. All right. Um, like I said, my name is Lalade, and I'm one of the leaders here at the Gap Church, and I've been given the honor and the privilege to bring the word to us this beautiful afternoon. So over the last two weeks, we've had Dara preach amazing messages. I would say so myself. I hope it was, because it was very amazing to me. You know, and one thing I'd mentioned in the first service is that the word that comes, make sure you put it into practice. Because the Bible says that the word of God is alive. So make sure it's alive in you and you're living it. And so we started with mismanagement of monument mismanaging the presence of God. And so for every one of us who since then have been intentional about the presence of God, I'm sure you've seen the difference. And then last week we talked about scattered seeds. We talked about the word of God. And so today I'm going to kind of finish the trial, kind of like a trial effect. Um, and I'm going to be talking about prayer. Uh, it's important as a Christian that you know how to be in the presence of God. You know how you know how to undo the word, use it the way God has intended for it to be used. Learn from it, grow from it, and have a good, effective prayer life. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. Even as we go into your word, we ask that you would bless it. We ask that we learn from it. Lord, I decrease that you might increase. That your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I am speaking, like I said, on prayer, um, but not telling you to pray because I know we all know to pray. Not telling you when to pray because I believe we all know that men ought to pray always. So I'm not here to tell you when to pray. But I want to talk about how to effectively pray. So basically he's talking about the prayer change cycle. So what happens from the beginning of when you step into the prayer closet and what should happen when you step out of the prayer closet. So I'm reading from Matthew 6, from verse 5 to 6, NKJV. Matthew 6, from verse 5 to 6. The Bible says, can I have the NKJV, please? The Bible says, and when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand, to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the street, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Verse 6. But, when you, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so my topic today 
is one of my favorite songs in the Gap album. If I say it and you don't know it, it means that you are all wrong. My topic is the evidence. Okay, the people that know it, know it. And the people that don't know it, we'll do a prayer session after this. They have the evidence, the evidence, the evidence. Um, and why the evidence? Basically, uh, I believe that Dara mentioned the first time when he preached on the monument, mismanagement of monument. He said something specifically. He said, what is your evidence for being in the presence of God? He said, is your evidence the merch from conference? Or do you have an actual evidence? And a lot of us think that the evidence means testimonies of the new job, the new cars, the scholarship. Don't get me wrong, that's part of it. But today we're going to talk about truly what should be the evidence. And so we just read Matthew 6, verse 6. And please, can I have that up? Because kind of like where I'm picking up my point from. Matthew 6, 6, he said the 6, verse 6. He said, but when you pray... He said what? Go into your room and when you have done that, what's the first thing he said? So the first thing you do when you go into your prayer closet, I'm talking about how to leave and pray, have an effective prayer life. How your prayers can produce result. You shut the door. So my first point is close the door. Close the door. What does that look like to close the door? A lot of us, we know that we, I'm believing some of us have a physical prayer closet and so we step into our prayer closet and we've closed the door but we've not really closed the door every time we come into prayer please bear me witness if it's just me let me know if I need deliverance whenever you step into your prayer time that's when the thoughts other thoughts come yes or yes that's when you remember you need to reply a text message the notification you're waiting for just pops Whew. The food in the fridge just all of, all of a sudden has a smell, a nice odor to be precise. And you're thinking, oh my God, like, oh, five minutes. And then you drop your phone and then you continue. And then two minutes later, you're back on it. And then you just all of a sudden, you want to open your email. The urge to open your email just comes from nowhere. That's where the process of shutting the door comes into play. It says, when you pray, go into your room and shut the door. Process of shutting the door means quieting those thoughts. It means quieting those distractions. It means if I need to take my phone far away from me, if I need to change location, if I need to take a physical Bible, and if I need to take the time and the process to quiet my thoughts. That is the process of shutting the door. He said, close the door. A lot of us, we think we've closed the door because I'm in my prayer time. But we leave the door cracked, a little bit open. That's why your phone seems all of a sudden attractive to you. All of a sudden, the devil just finds that little opening. You are there, but you're not fully there. You are in, you are in the prayer closet, but you, you have a timer. So you are opening your eye to check how many minutes is left. The moment you open your eye, you give room for the next thought. Because the next time you close your eye the urge to open your eye again comes. And it's just one second. Time is always slow in the prayer closet. Short the door. Colossians 3, verse 2. Bible says that, and, and set your mind on things that are above. 
a lot of us, we know the verse and we say the one before. I'm seated with my father in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers. But we are not really far above those other thoughts. We are not far above the financial issues. We're not far above the emails that we need to respond. That's what the Bible says, that set your mind. It is a process. And that takes me to my second point. Like, step out of the constraint of time. Because it takes time to shut the door. It takes time to shut the door. I'm sure as, as I'm speaking, a lot of us are thinking about the last time we prayed. And if we really shut the door. A lot of us have spent an hour in a prayer time with God. Thinking in our mind that we prayed an hour, but God stepped out of the conversation five minutes into the hour time. And so we prayed an hour, but we did not really pray because where is the evidence? Shut the door. It takes time to set your mind. I gave an example in the first time. I said yesterday, I was putting this into practice. And so I started to pray. And when the thoughts start to come, because the thoughts will come, I promise you, it's going to come. Because the devil doesn't want you to shut the door. And so what I did in my mind was I created invisible doors. I'm sure a lot of us have watched some cartoons when you see people trying to stuff things into a door and close it and you start to see things pop out from around the door. Literally what I was doing in my mind. And so when the thoughts come, I find the door in my mind, put it inside of it, close the door, try to concentrate. It took me an hour to do this. So how do you pray for 10 minutes when it took you an hour to shut the door? So when people come and ask me, how do you pray a long time? I go back to ask them, do you really shut the door? Because if you shut the door, you will pray for a long time. The Bible said that Moses had gone. The people were like, we don't know if this guy is going to come back. He had gone up to meet the father. And let me tell you something. The reason the devil doesn't want you to shut the door. Because he knows that the moment the Lord sees that you have shut the door, he sucks you in. And so he takes over. I call it the point of prayer. The point where you get to where you are no longer praying yourself. He said, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. So they wax on wings as eagles. So that means to tell me, after I've gone through this process of waiting to shut the door, my next step is to fly. And so if it takes me an hour to shut the door, I have the, the, the Holy Spirit is there to take me, suck me in and take over. And so that's why the, the devil is so particular. I don't need this. I don't want this person to concentrate. Because prayer cannot be done with your strength anyways. So he knows that when you get into that moment, when you get into that concentration, when you shut the door, the next point, you're not a stranger to his voice. There are three voices that speaks to a man. The voice of God, the voice of a stranger, and the voice of the devil. The voice of God, we all know the voice of God. The voice of the devil, I believe we know the voice of the devil. The voice of the stranger is our minds. The moment you step into, Matthew 6, 6 says that our father, which is where? Matthew 6, 6. Thank you, God bless you. In the secret. 
So that means that I need to step in, shut the door, and go into the secret place, to the dwelling place of my father. And so, when I'm in that place, because I'm in the dwelling place of my father and I have shut the doors, no other voice can come in with me. I'm going to my father's house. This is not my house. He said, my father is in where? The God is everywhere. Omnipresent. But it's not accessible to everybody. Because he dwells in the secret place. The Bible says that he that dwells in the secret place of who? The Bible says the Lord hides himself in light. He said it's the glory of God to conceal a thing. And it's the glory of us to what? The kings to seek it out. So he doesn't just give it to you on a platter. And so when you're in the secret place, all the other voices have to be silent. Because if you read the revelations, he said when he speaks, it's like thunder. So you can imagine which voice wants to stand in front of thunder. So all the prayers of, Lord, I need a discerning spirit. I want to be able to discern. I'm hearing 5,000 voices. Your door is open. But when he does shot, said, my sheep hears my voice. They are familiar with me. They are familiar with my presence. So when, I st- when they step in, they hear. He says that, and then I will reward you all in the open. So my father, which sees in secret, rewards in the open. So what happens when he sucks you in? He starts to tell you secret things. What happens when a secret is told? It becomes open. So you think that when he said, I reward you in the open, it means I'm taking you to the platform. No. It means I'm revealing secrets and it's open to you now. Luke 2 has the story of Simeon. Bible says that Simeon was begging to die. But the Lord had revealed a secret to him. I tell you the secret of long life is a secret from God. Because until the secret is revealed, you are not going anywhere. Simeon was begging to die, but the Lord had revealed a secret to him that said that until you see the salvation, until you see Jesus, you are going nowhere. And so the Bible said he stepped into the temple and he said, my eyes have seen the salvation. Now my soul can go to rest. What secret has the Lord told you in the secret place? You say you pray. Where is your evidence? And then the last thing that happens in the place of prayer And this I'm going to close out. Is that there is a change of desire. There is a change of desire. Bible says that guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows what? The issues of life. If you go and find out what issues mean in Hebrew. It means boundaries. So that means that the boundary of your life now. Is the state of your heart. So where I am right now. Is at the result of the limitation of my heart. And so when you come into the presence of God, before it has to take those requests that you brought, it takes your heart into his hands and it starts to change your desire. Because he knows that the, the condition of your life is determinant on the condition of your heart. So he knows that if you're coming in and you're still praying, you step out of the place and you're like, God told me that I'm going to get a car soon. He, He just knows that you have not been with him. Because your desire will change. You're going to step from I need a car to thy kingdom come. 
And so when I see people still struggling to give, then I know that you've not prayed. You've not visited, you've not, you're not dwelling in the secret place. You're still doing, I don't, I don't even know what it is because it's not prayer. The efficacy of prayer. It is, it is, <laughs> well, I don't even know what the English is. It's, it's, it's mandated on the state of your heart. It's, the state of your heart determines the way your prayer is going to be like. And so if my, my heart is conditioned to meet with the Father, then that is how my prayer life is going to be. And then that is how my life is going to be. So if your desires have not changed, if you're still going through the battle of the flesh, then you need to check, what do I do in the place of prayer? Because what the Lord does, that when he takes your heart into his, his hands, he starts to show you the different things. That's where brokenness comes in. It's because it starts to show you the different things, this part, this part, this part. Because he knows when this part dies, that part dies, I can reconstruct this part, reconstruct that part. And that thing that is an addiction, that thing that is so loud in your heart, slowly becomes quiet. You don't need deliverance to get out of addiction. You need an effective prayer life. He said, these people, they speak with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. And that's why the first part, he says, do not be like hypocrites. Because we're having a prayer session. And Dara is going, is, Timmy is in one corner. And so you think, you go to your corner and go, and everybody is singing with him. That's your reward. Because your heart is far. Your heart is looking at what everybody is doing. It says, go into the secret place. Inside. I tell you, if you are a person of the secret, you don't rush to be seen. You don't rush into the appearing season. You sit in the secret place. You dwell in the secret place. So even when God is telling you, I think it is time for you to climb the poopy. You're saying, 10 more minutes, 20 more minutes. If you are here on Tuesday for the pop-up, you know that time, time and spirit does not work hand in hand. They are opposites. Because you want to spend more and more. Because there's, from the moment we stepped into this place on that Tuesday, our hearts were... Mm. God, just, you know, we're gonna, you're going to do what you're going to do. But by the time we stepped out, our desires had changed. Our heart had changed. If you're there, you will know. And so that is my message this morning or afternoon. The next time you go into your prayer closet, I've given you a recipe for an effective life. Shut the door. Step out of time. Listen to his voice and let him change your heart. Let him change your desire. And so all those things that are battles, fleshy desires, lust of the eyes, becomes a thing of the past. Because now the person that owns the world owns your heart. And so I want us to bow our heads.
Das Prayer is an enterprise you cannot do without your heart. The Lord told Samuel, he said, I know you see this person tall, huge, but that's not the person I want you to anoint. And so I want you to begin to do the heart check. David said, search my heart, try it. This is the evidence that you have met with God. When the woman at the well met with God, Jesus, Jesus did not give her a sixth husband. He did not even, what he did was greater than any material thing that she could have ever received. And so I want you to begin to check your heart and search your heart. And say, Father, I know that in this heart lies iniquity. He says, if you hide iniquity in your heart, he said that you, I would, God will not be able to see you. So Lord, I know in this heart is iniquity. In this heart is flesh. In this heart is lost. Lord, I have tried by myself. But it seems impossible. But they have told me today that when I come to you, take my heart into your hands. And with the blood of Jesus, you start to wipe it clean. So, Father, I bring my heart, not deceiving myself, not trying to. He said, he said that you should, message translation of Matthew 6, 6. He said, then your focus will change to God. He said, don't role play in front of God. So now it is you and God. This is my heart. This is my heart. Check it. Search it and purify it. God would not give you what you desire in court, material things, if you don't first seek his kingdom. Say, so seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all the things you're asking for would come. So I can tell you now, let's just begin to pray for the material things. But I found the recipe that is his kingdom first before the other things. So, Father, search my heart. And even as you're praying that if you're here and you're saying, Lord, I want to give you my heart completely. I want to surrender my heart to you. All heads down, all eyes closed. I want to surrender my heart to you completely. I've tried to hold it. I've tried to figure it out. It's just not working. But I have learned today that you have the ability to change heart. You have the ability to turn things around. Lord, I want to give you my heart. If, you're, if you want that today, you want that relationship, wherever you are, please raise your hand. It is you and God. It is you and God. It is you and God. That is the greatest way to win the battle of the flesh. The greatest way to win the battle of the mind is to give your heart to the person that made it in the first place. Wherever you are, just raise your hands. If you are saying, Lord, I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my desire. I want to see evidence that I, I am your child. Let there be evidence in my life. But it first starts with a relationship. It first starts with a relationship. It first starts with a relationship. I'm going to give us a few more seconds. If you're saying that prayer, you want to have a relationship with him. Raise your hands wherever you are. It is you and God. 
It is not a shameful thing. It is a thing of pride. It is a thing of pride. It is a thing of pride. It is a thing of honor that God is seeking a relationship with you. That God who is able to do. And if you are also online and you want that relationship, you can say with me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you for all that we have learned. We're excited for this knowledge and these secrets we have found about prayer. But how to do prayer effectively. And what the evidence of a, a, the, a secret place, an effective secret place looks like. Lord, we pray that from today we are able to put this into practice. Lord, we pray that let our desires change. Let it be thy kingdom come forever and ever. Let it be, oh God, that you change the desires of our heart. You turn it to how it pleases you, oh God, and that we live forever and ever with you. In the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.